0: I think today would be a good day to talk about color therapy, and another aspect of resonance healing. <coughs> so each color has a different vibration, and the way that our brains interpret color, whether male or female, is slightly different. <coughs> Females tend to see more colors, things are more vibrant, they understand the depth of it, they're emotionally connected to it. That's marketing 101 for for people selling um, uh, male or female related products you could you could see that just experiencing sensory overload while walking through um, the grocery store but when it comes to the mind of the artist, the tortured soul that is seeking remedy through an external means of what we know as color therapy there's um, a few good books on this seem to remember the names of them right now, but um, one was actually called Color Therapy. I forget uh, who the author was, but it seems like a person that is interested in art and the the way that you blend colors together and create that kind of pop. Even if it's not what you envisioned in your mind before it actually came out onto the canvas or onto the page or onto the wall or it could be anything from graffiti to just doodling on, on your homework or coursework, or or I would take a pen and just be drawing a little cartoon in my dictionary. And then every time that I'd flip through my dictionary, I would just sit back and laugh. And then instead of the pages, I would use the specific art that I had in the corner to to know which pages I I learned specific words. So that was really, really interesting. Looking back on that now, because I think that was in elementary school. But I think um, that color therapy is very, very underrated. How different colors can exhibit different moods, how different colors resonate with different chakras or different points of the Sephiroth or in the tree of life and how these colors actually influence not only the world around us and the way that people perceive us by wearing specific colors. This is... This is like an ancient form of fashion, but also is a cooling or provocative aesthetic. The other aspect is pulsing electromagnetic field therapy, and how all of these different hertz—I think it goes from three hertz to around thirty-three hertz—all natural human resonance fields that are emitted. There's many different types of of this technology, but um, the technology itself is essentially called. Um, quantum biofeedback training so it essentially takes your vital signs the same way you would go to the hospital and they put that little that little sensor on your finger and check your heart rate but this you just lay down on it put your like hook your finger up to the little sensor it'll tell you your heart rate it'll tell you absolutely everything about you and then it'll start to work to correct all the imbalances really amazing integrative technology. But not only is it able to balance the left and right brain and heal the specific areas of your body that need the healing, it can tell you which organs are unaligned with their natural resonance that that they need to be. This is essentially how Reiki is done when it's done properly, is being able to emit a specific frequency and then heal the specific area that way. Is not going to be any imbalance and you can flow naturally there's also um, a kid's cartoon called the last airbender where he goes through the seven chakras Now, I remember the first time I had ever aligned all seven of my chakras I didn't know what I was doing I had, I had no idea what was going on I was trying to meditate but I was sitting in the shower and trying to control my breath so I had the water running over my face and if i breathed too hard then the water would go up my nose and i'd have to cough and i'd have to start all over again and that was my way of of training myself and originally i thought i died in the shower that was that was why i was pretty convinced that i died in the shower and it started with me sitting in the same exact position that i was in sitting at the top of this mountain, and I was sliding down, but it wasn't like, it wasn't rough. It was basically like I was sitting in the same position, but now I was moving, and I'm sliding down this hill, and it looked like mud. I seen this big opening in the end, and I was absorbed into the water like gel. There was no splash, and that I seen from third person. And then once I started to look around, it was like I was able to breathe underwater, and I was swimming swimming along, and i seen fishes, I would wave my hand, and they would disappear, I'd wave my hand, and they'd reappear, and then I'd just wave my hand a bunch of times, because that was, it was freaking my mind out a little bit, I didn't understand what was going on, so I kept swimming, and I kept swimming, I found this canal, and I started swimming through this canal, and when I came out through the other side, that's when I was kind of convinced that I died, because there was flowers that I've never seen before, and I came out completely and totally dry, I was like, okay, I, um, <laughs> I died in the shower, so I might as well, might as well make the best of this. And I would pick up one flower and pick up another, and then it's like the image would distort, and they would both combine into one, and then I'd be holding the same flower, and both of the smells of the flowers I'd be able to pick up within this new version. <coughs> and I wanted to know, like, what my surroundings were, so I looked one way. It was a field of specific type of flowers. I turned around it was a whole new surroundings after that and I turned around again all new surroundings all over again and I started laughing I'm like this is this is amazing and I would spin in circles and spin in circles and I'm watching everything change and change and change and change and it's all merging together and I'm just laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing like like a little kid laughing at something that's (laughs) that's just completely juvenile but at the same time is is so amazing in its own right truly truly inspiring and truly something that you can take away from but I was spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and spinning and I fell like I just dropped to the ground laughing and then I started making snow angels but in in this field of flowers and then they all started growing really really tall and the flowers were changing and changing and changing and changing and um I kind of had this feeling like I shouldn't be doing that So I sat up and then I watched all the flowers come back down until they were just sticking out of the ground. And then that's when I kind of had to question, okay, do I want to stay here or do I want to see if I, if I died in the shower or not? And then I was like, well, I have to find out and I snapped out of it went and checked the time it was three thirty in the afternoon I'm not sure what time I went in if it was 10 or 12 but I know that I was in there for three and a half hours so that would be around eleven thirty that I went in and my water goes cold after after 45 minutes to an hour so I was in cold like freezing cold water for two hours and 30 minutes and I never knew about cold cold water therapy or cold shower therapy um, Or how that worked at all the only thing that I knew was that I watched this show and Jack Osborne was in it he climbed to the top of a mountain with a bunch of monks and he stood underneath the the glacier water waterfall the longest I think his was eight minutes and you're supposed to get or ten minutes and you're supposed to get hypothermia after about eight minutes so oh I that's all I really knew at the time was that, okay, I'm supposed to have hypothermia, but I feel absolutely amazing. This was many years ago now. I think this was, I don't know, maybe seven years, six or seven years, something like that. And I just found it so funny because when I snapped out of it, I was like, whoa. And I didn't feel upset by the cold water. I just turned it off and got out, and I I felt great. And then every time that I would meditate after that, it was kind of like I didn't want to go back to that place because I wouldn't want to leave. So essentially, <clears throat> I started building on other ways of life that I could, I could find the answers that I was looking for without having to beat myself up about not knowing them, if that makes sense. I think the most important thing that any of us could do would be search for the truth and never believe that we found it. Only believe that we're searching to discover new truths even if it's something that we once believed was true but was actually false. And this this continues and continues on so many different connotations that people believe and the denotative fact that is behind it that I think colors and vibrancy and these types of shamanic journeying or pathworking or tattoos, or whatever you want to call them I think they're not only imperative for physical strength and mental strength but also absolutely imperative for spiritual growth and that makes something that's deeper than any therapy can give